if you take ejaculation and vaginal contraction away, what's left? There is no orgasm on there. There is no peak pleasure. An orgasm is all about peak, peak experience. That's what it's all about. I was having a casual conversation about sex and tantra, as you do, and felt the burning eyes on me demanding an answer and felt we need to redefine what an orgasm is. So shall we talk about orgasms today? Yeah? What? I can't hear you. Is that a yes? Or is it a yes? Can I hear a loud yes, yes, yes? Oh, okay. I'm not a Meg Ryan. <laughs> so no, my name is Anne Bland, your tantric sex and relationship coach and host of this open and honest, explicit podcast called Tantric Sex for Lovers and Others. Thank you for joining me today. And I'd like to say a very warm welcome to the new listeners in Norway, Pakistan, and the United Arab Emirates. We are actually in the podcasting charts in 27 countries. Thank you for supporting this vital conversation about how sex can and should be better and even more sacred. And especially thank you to listeners in the United States of America, where the most downloads have come from. And please subscribe, give five stars and reviews on your podcasting platform and share with your friends so we can get this to other people too. As always, when it comes to sex, let's adopt curiosity, an open mind, especially when we dis discuss orgasm. As we heard from the little, little uh, snippet of one of my conversations in the beginning of this show, it is something that we really need to, to approach with open mind and curiosity. So for me, sex is the very essence of life. And I don't believe that we can really appreciate life or feel fully alive until we understand sex and especially orgasm. In the words of Mae West, the good old Hollywood star, an orgasm a day keeps a doctor away. But what is an orgasm? The current model and definition of orgasm is based on a very clinical medical model of reproduction, and that's what most of us learned in puberty, and take it for granted. It has three parts, building up sexual turn-on and arousal, the intensity building heading towards the climax and orgasm, i.e. ejaculation and contraction of vaginal muscles, followed by rest and releasing that tension. But, my dear listeners, many people, maybe you, don't experience that kind of an orgasm. Maybe you're even feeling that somehow you're not able to orgasm because that's not how you would describe it, or you don't even like sex that much because it's kind of overrated. I've heard that many times, actually, that people think sex is overrated, and I think we should really go beyond that. Why is it so? To me, it's very understandable because of this standard medical model, model and framework of, of orgasm. And yet, believe you me when I say there's nothing wrong with you if that's how you feel, because you're not broken in any way and nor are you unable to have pleasure and orgasms. So bear with me to the end of this show. So if that, what I described earlier, rings true to you, you might be one of us who either finds the usual model of orgasm 
unattainable because it's just, you know, it's just a one way and there are truly many more ways. And you might also feel that it's downright boring <laughs> or you just wish to have that wider experience of sex, even a tantric way of orgasming. And maybe you're wondering if sex will ever be as amazing as you feel deep inside you that it actually could be. A tantric orgasm doesn't even need a sexual buildup and that tension. It doesn't need arousal. It doesn't need friction for sure. <laughs> um, well, let's come to the friction in a minute. But it and, it and it doesn't need to end in ejaculation and that typical contraction of vaginal muscles and clitoral muscles. And it doesn't mean that there is a short-lived, only one peak experience. So, a tantric way of looking at an orgasm is totally opposite to the medical model and can feel, to start with, a bit alien and a bit counterintuitive, but it can also feel very, very liberating. You can just empty your head from any pre-learned ideas of what an orgasm is. Perhaps this is actually a good place to pause and reflect a little. I'm I'm really curious how you define an orgasm. Are you curious about different orgasmic models and frameworks? Have you perhaps experienced something different? Maybe you are a seasoned tantric practitioner. I'd love to know. So please do send me a voice message through SpeakPipe or email me. The links are as per usual in the show notes. You can also send me any of any questions you might have about tantric orgasms. And if you would like to explore private online coaching, please let me know. So last time I talked about energy, the last of my holistic sex tools. What actually happens in the medical model of orgasm is that the energy that was built up during sex or self-pleasure gets lost. Well, let's take semen. That liquid gold, for instance, it takes a lot of, a hell of a lot of energy for a man to produce even just a tablespoon full of it. So it's very potent and it has absolutely huge amount of proteins, vitamins, amino acids, minerals, as as well as vital energies. So in one ejaculation, a man loses 40 million sperm cells. This is really just a spoonful of semen. This means that in a spoonful of semen, there is actually a potential to produce 40 million babies. 40 million babies in just one spoonful of spunk. Think about it. What an immense amount of power in a spoon. With the current model of reproductive sex and orgasm, most men lose that energy and power through ejaculation. I mean, obviously, fair enough if you need to make babies, but I mean, come on, 40 million is a bit OTT. So if ejaculation is the superficial end goal, sex can become a repetition of desire and discharge. Turn on and sleep, but doesn't necessarily satisfy in the long term. This depletion of power and energy results in or could result in a lack of energy, especially if you are an older man. You know, we're not talking about 20-year-olds or teenagers, even 30-year-olds. But if this happens a lot, you know, like several times a day, there is 
lack of energy definitely there is uh, there is less creativity and they can even be, be a compulsion or even an obsessive way of thinking and having sex and to be controlled by sexual urges is quite understandable in this model uh, but it's not necessary and it might not be fun for everyone or anyone and i have seen this in my private clinic what happens when when sex becomes an uncontrolled urge and so on on the other hand in tantra energy is never never lost instead of an indi- individual sexual gratification and then that relaxation individuals can create sexual energy that does both fulfill and satisfy but is also maintained for other purposes partners for instance can give each other more energy and the pleasure can go on in episode 1 what is tantra i mentioned <laughs> sting who is famous for his ability to last long and into which his wife apparently exclaimed oh i wish but regardless whether he can or cannot last for hours you can or could if that's what you desired i wonder if sting's wife is experiencing what most women and vagina owners do which is a mi- mismatch of sexual arousal in the penis and pussy on po- uh, bodies i discussed this in quite a quite a length in episode 5 so please tune into that episode for more ideas and learning about female sexual arousal but good for sting for being curious about sex and at least wanting to change his understanding as sexual skill set if you like to meet his wife in a place where pleasure and orgasm are not about a short-lived peak experience but about connection intimacy and co-creating through sexual energy orgasm in tantra is very much about actually relaxation and surrendering from the beginning it's surrendering to the power and energy or pleasure it's not about pushing and this happens at all levels physically emotionally intellectually and spiritually on a physical level let's just take that one so here's a tip for you just taking your awareness into your pelvic floor this is the this is actually applies for all genders and relaxing your perineum is a is a first step so perineum is that part between your anus and the root of your penis or your vulva so relaxing consciously your perineum is the first step of becoming multiorgasmic and full body orgasmic and so on so most people don't even realize how much tension they hold in the pelvic floor so let's do let's do an experiment i and nobody can see you nobody can see what you do inside your body so just just go for it unless you're driving a car please don't do that i invite you to pull your pelvic floor muscles up on your inhale as if you were stopping your urine while you were weeing so on the exhale you relax so let's uh inhale and squeeze 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 keep squeezing and relax and exhale and do this few times more inhale and squeeze 
and exhale and relax your pelvic floor. Your perineum can drop even a few centimeters when you relax it or, or an inch. So to keep this area relaxed, you can feel the whole body and your whole being having a big sigh of relief. And I would invite you to repeat this as often as, as possible. As I said, nobody can see it. You can do it in a, in a queue somewhere or even when you're driving a car, if that starts feeling safe, or well, maybe not, yeah, let's, let's forget the engines and, and orgasmic experiences. No, forget that. But the idea is to treasure the connection, becoming consciously aware to relax, kind of um, pushing down and not pushing in and squeezing in and up. So instead of now, what we did just there, just always be mindful to relax your perineum and pelvic floor and take awareness and consciousness there. And before you know it, you will actually start experiencing much better sexual life. So this is a great tantric tip because it will help you to not do sex, but actually be sex. <laughs> it feels counterintuitive at first because especially porn teaches that you need friction to go faster and faster and you're kind of clenching everything and squeezing everything, including your face sometimes. But this is quite understandable because men, for instance, have sensitivity on the head of the penis. So body wants to go faster there when, when you start getting into that very high arousal state. But instead, relaxing the perineum and taking your awareness into the whole shaft of your penis, instead of focusing on the end, you know, the head, will allow more sensitivity to build up in the whole area. And it helps you to become more connected to the experience. It will automatically slow you down if you concentrate on your whole shaft and not just the end of your tip of your penis. Men actually have uh, uh, described this like uh, making love behind the penis. And this is a practice you can learn when you completely relax your perineum, your pelvic floor, and especially your buttocks and anus. Because your sexual energy is more rooted when you do that, and it's no longer uh, necessary for you to clench your anus and buttocks in a fear of losing erection. Because that's what it what it is. It's kind of an intuitive or instinctive thing that you do that you clench and squeeze your anus and buttocks. So and then go fast because you're afraid of losing an erection. That's that's very typical, at least an explanation. Or it could be a learned behavior from from porn. But the same goes for women. Uh, we've been taught to focus on friction. Once they found that there is a clitoris and <laughs> that's where the pleasure lies. It's true, but not only, you know, female anatomy has so much um, erectile tissue, like, an, like a whole network. It's all designed for pleasure. So clitoris is just one part of it. And fast pelvic rocking against penis is a model from porn again. Um, and it's kind of making this friction-based sex and going fast and having that one peak pleasure, one orgasm, it just kind of consolidates this medical model that we, we discussed. 
But if you relax your pelvic floor muscles instead of contracting it in and up, when you feel that you are getting more and more pleasure, you can build more sensitivity actually in the very membranes of your vagina. This means that when you learn to do that, that you just relax and kind of, if you like, push down on your pelvic floor and relax that perineum and your pelvic floor, your pussy becomes more soft. It becomes more warm, more inviting and magnetizing and more responsive. And it's really delicious for both parties. The ancient Jadek or Crystal Lake practice is the perfect way to learn individual Tantra uh, self-pleasure because unlike Gagel exercises that were created for PV muscles after childbirth so that you can you can really kind of do uh, even weightlifting if you like. Um, unlike Gagel exercises, JDEG is more about relaxation and the use of those seven holistic sex tools that I've covered before. So it really helps to build more sensitivity and more connection with your pussy and more connection with your own pleasure. And I would say that building genital consciousness is the number one tantric hack, or it's the number one tip in pursuit of a tantric orgasm and true ecstasy insects. So please, please relax that perineum many times a day and then take that skill to your pleasure practice, whether it's solo or partnered. This is just one skill. And if you want to learn more about how to physically prepare your body for a tantric orgasm, ask for my private coaching by email. My email is in the show notes. So emotionally surrendering to tantric orgasm is again very much of a skill that can change your life. By releasing anxiety, shame, guilt, fear, or any insecurity are all achievable through tantric coaching. Without realizing, more often than not, underneath these emotions lie love and self-compassion. You just need to learn how to access them. And intellectually preparing for tantric orgasm is very much about releasing old stories about what sex is and what you can and are able to experience. And that's why I always emphasize about open-mindedness and curiosity. It's also about rewriting the sexual narrative of how you want sex to be. That in itself is so liberating, so beautiful. So I would encourage you to do that. So spiritually, what about spiritually? How do you prepare yourself spiritually for, for tantric orgasm? For me, it's very much about learning the seven holistic sex tools, intention, presence, focus, breath, movement, sound, and energy. And I've covered all of those in several previous episodes. And, and obviously, if you've downloaded my ebook about them, you would already know about them. So it's all about freedom and skill to move your sexual energy away from your genitals to anywhere in your body for healing, if you want, or experiencing more power or love or your expression, your true expression of who you are. 
or you can move that energy to your partner, or you can even create or co-create something in the world. And it doesn't even, as I said earlier, require a sexual turn-on, arousal, or even an erection to experience that amazing tantric orgasmic state that can go on and on. So for me, if I had to, um, yeah, if I had to define what a orgasm is, it's all about moving energy in a pleasurable way that then creates an altered state of mind where your consciousness expands and you feel energized, not exhausted after sex or self-pleasure. There is so much more to tantric orgasm as well. Did you know that you can use your sexual energy, for instance, for manifesting whatever you want? I wonder if you've heard Napoleon Hill, who's uh, in his very famous book of self-development called Think and Grow Rich. In chapter 11, he talks about sexual transmutation. I wonder, I bet if you've, if you've read that book, you might have wondered what the hell is he going on about that. But he actually says, that fortunate indeed is the person who has discovered how to give sex emotion an outlet through some form of creative effort. For he has, by that discovery, lifted himself to the status of a genius. What Hill describes in his book is very much about using your inherent orgasmic power to create or co-create if you're having partnered sex or whatever you desire. In my mind, how I approach this is a practice that's called sex magic through microcosmic orbit, a very ancient tantric Taoistic practice. And I have guided my private clients through that whole process. But just for, for the purpose of this episode, in short, it's all about having a clear desire what you want, circulating your sexual energy, whether it's self-play or with a partner, by using the seven holistic sex tools and then taking all that energy into consciousness whilst experiencing the desire you want as a reality. This is a practice that anyone can learn and as the word practice states, the more you do it, this ancient thousands of years wisdom states, the better you become at manifesting your desires. And let's stop for a commercial break. <laughs> if you want to learn this ancient practice of manifestation through sex and the seven holistic sex tools more in detail, I have opened a waiting list for my two-week pleasure quest where you get 14 audios, one each day, to practice Tantra from the convenience of your own home. It's a quest because I want you to stay open and curious about Tantra, but also because I actually want you to practice it yourself. This is not theory, this is a practical course. And as a bonus, you'll get a longer audio where I guide you through the whole microcosmic orbit process to use your sex magic in creating whatever you desire. If you join the waiting list, and the link is in the bio, I'll give you 10 euro discount from this quest that normally would cost 97 euros. So for the 87 euros, you get 40 audios plus the microcosmic or orbit audio. So 
this is the end of the commercial break. So, to finish this episode, I'd like to emphasize that orgasm is not a standard event. And I'd invite you to really define what orgasm means to you. What, what is an orgasm? It, it is very varied, and especially if you know how to master the seven holistic sex tools, you can really take it to, to so many different levels. Actually, orgasm happens in four stages. The first one stays mainly in your genital area, and the fourth one, on the other hand, and on the other end of spectrum, is a truly divine experience of oneness. Your sexual energy has been then transmuted into creativity, love, or higher consciousness, whatever you desire, and you're experiencing bliss and mind-altering states. But I think the four stages of orgasm is a full episode on its own accord, so no, no more about that. So you might wonder, what happened to my debate partner from the beginning I mentioned? Well, he felt if the ejaculation is taken away, there cannot be an orgasm at all. Well, he became my private client in the end and he learned to separate the two after several months of practice. Becoming a multi-orgasmic man meant that he was able to create more abundance through that sex magic than he thought was ever possible. And also he found what he was truly looking for and that was his true self. My name is Anne Blunt your tantric sex and relationship coach and a host of this open and honest, explicit podcast called Tantric Sex for Lovers and Others. Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave me a review on Apple Podcast or wherever you listen your audio. And if you want to join the two-week pleasure quest, head to the show notes or my bio on Instagram, Selfishly Happy with Anne Bland, and join the waiting list. Speak to you soon. Bye.